shit like that yeah. hello everybody what's going on Cantrell, this, stop nodding say hi this is say it something. this is it i was gonna let you go bro you're on fire today no i'm run. not i'm not let it ride gonna get copyrighted for fucking what chicken chicken little's gonna fuck with us and then rem's gonna fuck with us mm-hmm. and then we're gonna hey it might get us recognition so fuck it i'll, I'll go all out i don't care yeah but i'm not actually going to because my singing voice is atrocious so i'm not going to horrifically you might have to like lower reverb that shit figure out so i'm not screaming in people's ears as i start the episode no we we get this is raw uncensored mm-hmm. oh like yeah like all your search history for hentai it's hentai <laughs> <laughs> and i use a private browser for that is that plural for multiple i just uh... made it up i don't know <laughs> So what's up, peoples? We just did our end of the year cast, and now this is going to be going out tomorrow, right? So this is going to be our yeah. another end of the year cast. So you're getting two end of the year cast with the same people. What's going on? But we got some different things. Cantrell decided to do what? What do we got today, Borm folks? What do you mean? Uh, uh, just the we got our own. We we put up our own D twenty. Oh, that we're going to be doing for this. Episode. Yeah, I was going to say we we were so lazy. We stole the other show's format for the end yeah. of the year. That's what like, we're doing. Hey, this works. This gives us shit to talk about. Well, uh, that's why it's it's basically just if if it gets stale, we're just gonna roll the die. Yeah, and it gives us content. You know, neither one of us have finished the anime that we were supposed to finish. But it's it's that end of the year gap where you get nothing done. Yeah, where you think about all the shit you're gonna be doing next year. Type though, you know, where you get, just yeah. get to sit there and fantasize about how much of a better person you're going to be. And it's not going to happen. Definitely ain't going to happen. But, you know, here at GVS and We Wednesdays, we say, fuck it. Do what you want. Enjoy yourself. Figure it out. It's all, the rules are made up, but the points don't matter. Just enjoy yeah. it. Sorry, mm-hmm. rambling. Yeah, you can tell he's been depressed lately. I have not. Yeah. His boyfriend didn't call him back. No, I talked to Goose. We're good. I did? All right. Just making sure. Just making sure, dog. You know, you got to duck that goose sometimes. Yeah, sure. That's how that works. (laughs) So. (laughs) I don't know why all of our shows start off confrontational and very slow. That's just like, yeah, that's, that's our personalities. <laughs> we got to shake the dust, you know, sh- uh, shake the rust off. You know, it's yeah. been what a, th- a few days since our last conversation. So we have to really get back into the groove of things. Yeah. Oh, well, Christmas. We talked for like six hours and we didn't record any of it. This is true. Yeah, that's true. We got about an hour in of Mabel just squeaking into the mic. Mm-hmm. She's doing Master of the Puppets on her sweet toy. <laughs> Pretty much. She was <laughs> going off. But yeah, I'm glad she's enjoying her toys. You know, she's she went to throw out a couple this year. So yeah. got a nice replacement bunch. So, I might save that audio and just we'll put it up as like some goofy thirty like 
one of her squeaks was personal. <laughs> but you could tell like, it was just like right up in the mic she gets like right into the frame just fah, 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 fah. Yeah. like what are you doing please well luckily she's sleeping now she's she went upstairs sometimes she's she just taps out she's like all right this is boring i'm leaving and she'll just go upstairs take a nap in the bed i'm like all right cool all right how you been christmas is over yeah christmas is over uh what was it uh, I got frauded. Oh, that you was did? great. Yeah. I found oh. out yesterday that someone decided in like Tennessee to Oregon, they were like going through like on a spending spree trying to get like DoorDash and stuff at like Columbia Sportswear and movie theaters and makeup places. Like it was crazy. So I was like, oh, well, good for them. They tried it. So. Luckily, my bank was like, yo, we know this ain't you, right? I was like, yeah, no, thanks for catching it, guys. And so I had to, I had to go there today, get my get a new card. So everyone knows I got a new one so they could try it again. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember that happened to me in high school. I only had like every time I would open up a new account or something, I always do it to where I can't overdraw because that's a freedom I, I can't have. <laughs> so I had like five bucks in my account. You know, high school I always use cash. And then somebody tried using my card and like I don't even know how they got it to be honest. But they got my card number and then they tried using it in New York to buy some vegetarian thing. My bank's like, Is that you? I'm like, no, I'm not gay. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. <laughs> no, but there is something wrong with being vegetarian. Yeah, this Jeez. is very true. And very like, true. You, you steal my credit card or well, debit card number to try to buy some vegetarian smoothie? Come on, man. Go big or go home. Right? It's the easiest thing. Well, I know debit cards are the easiest things to steal because it happens to mine like all the time. Yeah, like at least once a year, I have to go get a new card because it's just really getting yeah. What was it? There's one. The most egregious one was in France. It happened in France. Some guy was trying to use. Well, that's how I found out what bird scooters was, because some guy was just using them for like a week, just racking shit up. And I was like, well, glad they had fun. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. It's only happened to me once. Boss was only use it anymore. I only use credit cards now. Yeah. Because that's I, their money, not mine. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing about, like, I don't have to, like, it's not that it's a big problem because they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll dispute that and you'll get your money back. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. So my bank's pretty lax with the whole, oh, you're, you're, you're spending shit. Oh, okay. Well, too bad, fucker. You know, they're, they're yeah. not completely soulless like some banks are. So I'm, I'm lucky with it. Yeah, that's crazy, though. I wonder how they get your card. I like I always assumed gas stations. If you use your credit card outside, they have the readers on it. Yeah, I always go inside and pay no matter what. And uh, I mean, probably, it's probably the same guy stealing it. He's like this fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> but I haven't used my card for gas in a little bit. I've been using cash. Uh, the last time I used my card was when I got Frankie's. So it's like a food food place. Oh, so I got food 
and that was the last time I used it. And like, so I'll use it for like you know bills, some other shit like that, and whatnot. So between bills or Frankies is where it got got something like whatever. Damn. Yeah. But I'm they, gl- they looked at it. They were like, yeah, no, your money's fine. I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. I'm glad that wasn't somebody from your past. That's good to know. I fucking, what, yeah, right? That, that'd be something. That would be wild. That happened to my uh, biological father and his bitch wife. My sister's baby daddy. I don't know what they are. The bisexual one. Um, <laughs> he, I guess he broke into their house. This is when my uncle died of COVID. And then stole all their credit cards and went on a spending spree. But I'm like, good for him, bro. Because he was already, he had a warrant out for his arrest. So he was already going back to jail. So he's like, fuck it. I'm living the good life until they get me. So I respect it. Oh, shit. They got it. I got to go back to the bank. I just looked. I was like, they got it before. Say what? I'm looking right now. And I'm like, oh, they got it before. For how much? There's a couple places. Not a lot. Just some DoorDash things. Is it in the same place? These were in California. So now I gotta go back. Oh, whatever. That's fine. Merry Christmas to whoever's in California. Right? They got Chinese and then Salmon Bar. Which I could only assume is Japanese. So, hey, at least we know they got a taste. They stole from a Korean man to get Chinese and Japanese food. That the is irony. very funny. That is very funny. I <laughs> will say, irony. like, I'm not even mad. Honestly, I'm like, this is like kind of entertaining. So yeah, I gotta go dispute those again. You used to do it in person. I mean, they don't, I don't have to. I could call them up, but I I just prefer going to the bank. I'll um, what's it called? I'll head to the one. That's near my mother's house because I already went to the one that's near my house. And I'll be like, I mean, like, it's not that I don't mind going in there twice to be like, hey, I forgot some shit because they're fine. But I just Mabel likes going to the bank. So, you know, she likes the girls at um, at the bank near my house because everyone's like, oh, my God, it's such a cute dog. And she just loves the attention. And then there's uh, then the same thing goes for the ones in Wolcott, which they all. And they've noticed that she was like, I would carry her in all the time. So they know her when she was just a small little thing. So they, they know her the longest and they just lose their shit. Plus they have treats there. Oh, so she likes going to that one more because the Waterbury one that I go to doesn't, they, they've been out of treats for like a month now. And I'm like, Oh, well, sorry, Mabel. She gets enough at home. Yeah. Well, there's a five-year-old. That's the treat that keeps on giving. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for her and Sam. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting. I was waiting for All when right. that was going to come up. All right, new year, new me. I'm not going to bring up his proclivities anymore. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. It just that one was so right there. I'm like, I you know, just mm-hmm. have it. low come hanging on. fruit. Do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah, that one was. Your little Palpatine was in the corner of your head. Like, come on. You know what to do. Yeah. You don't need Padme anymore, dog. 
Call him a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> so with this end of the year cast, we figure, you know, besides salting Monty and some other bullshit, we figured we would like go over the animes that we've got. You know, this is a fairly new show. We started in what, November? No, October, right? I think the very end of September. Well, I don't think it aired till October, and I think about it. But we recorded the last two weeks of September. Okay, so yeah, we've been we've been doing this for a little bit while, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, Let's right? rock. You yeah. got to do some episodes with Dylan, and you got to explore some animes, and I got to look at some animes that I haven't seen before. And you know, not I've haven't finished a lot of them, but that's just because it's me. We're talking here, but I will. It's, it's going to get done. But still, like the exposure is still nice because there's a few that I did happen to finish, like the the life lessons. That was surprising for me that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, Great so, one. Great one, yeah, honestly. So we will, we'll, we'll talk about that today. We'll go through some stuff and we'll roll some dice because fuck it. Why not? Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll steal from the other show. We got, we got no shame in it. Hey. Turns out you uh, you're in good with one of the co-hosts. So yeah, let's use it, dog. Right. So that's that. So, anyways, I guess with that further ado, we could just fucking roll one. Oh, we got a two. This one's a low roller. Favorite show and why? So favorite one you've seen so far and why? Okay. Uh. So. Let's see, we, we went over Attack on Titan. We've done Life Lessons. I did a little bit of that uh, other show. What was it that we watched? Oh, Asobi? Yeah, we watched a little bit of Asobi. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through, a little over halfway through Konosuba right now. Uh, uh, you can count the ones you've seen. I mean, we got Gate, Vinland Saga. What was that hentai one you were talking about? Which one? The one with, you know, the thing. It's a tentacle strikes back or something like that. Is that a Pokemon? It is. It is. It's evolved. Okay. I didn't know you'd know that. Yep. There we go. Ha ha! Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I, I, oh, geez. This is, this is a rough one because I've watched a few that, like, I, I don't know if I can put one. It's like when you ask someone, like, what's your favorite song? And it's like, fuck. Like, I have different, different all different, different songs that are my favorite for different reasons. Uh, really? I, you don't yeah. have one that's like, every time it comes on, you're like, yeah. Like I, mean, for, I have one. And I, I mean, me and you are both musically inclined people. Like, I'm listening to music right now. That's why I keep popping my. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even. You're not even putting your full effort into this. <laughs> well, I'm used to talking to you with music from when we'd be playing on fucking PlayStation. True. So you're just but setting the vibe. Well, because it's weird, especially with these headphones, when I just sit here and it's just us talking. It feels unnatural. Okay. So, all right. So you go first then. So what is your... Well, well my favorite song or my favorite show? Well, fuck it. We brought up the <laughs> thing, so we'll do both. Uh, my favorite song is Tornado of Souls by Megadeth, bro. There's okay. a solo in that song where I'm just like, yes. It just sucks. I saw Megadeth and they didn't play it. 
They played oh. every other song I love, and I'm like, just play it. Play it. And they were supposed to, when I was supposed to see them in uh, El Paso, I had backstage passes, but then COVID. Fucking COVID. Because they released the... You you got a copy of the set list, too. Like you got to meet the band, Q&A, you got all this merch and shit, and you got a, like a handwritten copy of the set list. And I already knew going in, I'm like, they're playing all my favorite songs. But And my favorite show that I'm going to limit to the ones that we've seen is Attack on Titan. I mean, I sucked that show off too much for it not really being that good in the grander scheme of things, but I like it. I mean, Tanya was close because watching that, I was like, really made me want to see more World War One content. <laughs> I did like, I really did like Tanya. This is true. I forgot. I I feel bad that I forgot to mention that one in here. But uh, yeah. uh, I I think I'm gonna have to still stick by the one that I saw beforehand. I think I can't even go. Like I I loved all these animes that I've watched with you. You know they've been great. You sound like a girl who's like, I love my you know, but my ex. <laughs> Exactly that. <laughs> or this is more so I guess my my own self because it's not it's not you. Well it is it's, it's you. It's that dildo that I keep under the bed that's so much yeah. bigger than whatever you could give me. Uh the fucking Right, the vibrator um, one. Yeah, it's got all that shit. Uh still gotta go with gate, bro. It's still gonna be one of my favorite ones of all time. I need to fit I I'm not I love it so far. It is so it's like realism, but also it just the fact that you think, oh, okay, medieval, they're going to use magic and it'll be even, right? No, no, no not, not at, at all. all. They get fucking mortar strikes, yeah, or fucking RPG, fucking helicopters coming through and fucking shit and up. I, it's, it's I love how they don't understand anything. They're like a big, a flying big metal horse that spits fire, <laughs> and you're like, oh, like this is. I told we Dylan and I talked about it because I told him he should watch it, and he I told him that, and he's like, I love that aspect that they they don't abandon that, like because he was talking about like you know a lot of movies they bring people back from the past or whatever, and they just adapt so quickly, which I'm yeah, like, these people can't comprehend shit yeah. about it. So it's- like the ones that he, like Bill and Ted can get away with bringing a caveman back, and then he's just like a normal person because that's funny. Right. But serious movies, it's like if you even brought somebody from the 1800s and show them a fucking a laptop that we're recording on, they'd lose their fucking mind. And this is why you hate time travel? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think as an anime so far, it's really good. Uh, I mean, I know when you're watching it, it was a weird dynamic where you've seen it and I haven't. Yeah, that was weird. So yeah. it gave me a little extra reason to love it so much like I did. Well, just everything like in my head as I'm watching, I'm thinking, oh, this would be funny if they bring out America and they're like the oil. And then and it happens. Then, yeah, like <laughs> five minutes later, he's like, but all the natural resources. I'm like, oh, my God. Whoever wrote this, like they did a good job. Yeah, they really they really picked Cantrell's head when he was asleep yeah. and they fucking made a whole anime about it. Yeah, and I thought it was funny, too. I know the show aired before Trump was even in office, but the president kind of looks like Trump. <laughs> it's funny. It's like one of those Simpson things where they predicted the future. Right. 
really you enjoyed know, it. I'm yeah, I gotta say, I I'm glad, I'm glad, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm chugging through Konosuba, so that'll be like a dual, a dual cast that we could do. We'll the cross the streams when we're done. Hell yeah! Um, but and favorite song, I guess if I really wanna say one that no matter what I could hear it time and time again, I'm just I'm uh, short change hero by the heavy. That's a great song. Great song. Yeah, I turned you onto that song. I think. Yeah, like I heard it before, but you know, obviously you don't fuck it. It's not like in my genre of music, but I also went through an alt rock kind of phase. So I was able to find a bunch of songs like that and put it in my shit. And that's one I'll listen to. Just it's. It has a kind of a story to it. Theme wise, like it starts off really slow and then it builds up. It's really good. Yeah. You got like that minute in the beginning where it's just the humming and you hear the, the guy walking in his cowboy boots, he was walking on cat litter, wearing cowboy boots to get that for the uh, for the track. But you got you still just everything that they do with it and the narrative of like just how you like what made you to be so damaged like this type shit like stop hurting yeah. other people. You got to fucking like just the message in it, all the other shit. Like it's just a great song. It's a modern cowboy ballad. Hell yeah. And everyone's like, of course, that's why Speck loves it. The fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I mean, it goes into like my favorite genre of country is the outlaw country. Yeah. Outlaw country. And then the bluegrass hillbilly shit. Those two, like that's all my country playlist is. I don't listen to the new shit. Yeah. I'm, I've been turning myself off of the new of the newer stuff like it, it, it kind of like when you introduced me to Coulter wall that shit right there was like he's good oh my god like i love so like and i already listened to sturgill simpson in the beginning mm-hmm. ever since he put out i think his second album i was hooked um but what's somebody it calls it? else oh there's a song called deep water from canaan kellum uh, really good. I'll send it to you. Oh, fuck, you don't have Apple Music. No, but just just text me the name and I'll get to it. Is that Tyler Childers? I fucking love him. He's I have him. Like he, him, and then uh, the guy you just said. I, I just, just fucking zonked on his oh, name. Oh, Sturgill. See, so yeah, no, the other one, Coulter. Coulter. Yeah, uh, he, they're the only two like new guys I listen to. Like besides that, like I don't like country pop. Besides Toby Keith. Uh, we'll put a boot in your ass. <laughs> it's the American. You yeah. know what I mean? like, how can you not, you know? And I'm just looking through here right now, like the 357 string band. Uh, the Charlie Daniels band. I'm just looking through this now. But yeah, Tyler Childress. And I think that's all. Confederate Railroad. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's all I listen to new shit wise. Oh shit, Johnny Paycheck. Yeah, and those are all old ones. Yeah. I just new new country is the same shit. Like old like if you listen to Outlaw Country, you're like, oh. Like it's it's more than just I lost my wife, I lost my dog, I lost my truck. Like it's I killed a man in Reno. 
just watch him die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I understand that, bro. Like, it's it's just something where you get the poppy stuff that you know it fills the stadiums because it's got like you know it's the universal sound that everyone can get behind. But like, you know me, I'm never one to go with the flow of like everyone else. I like to do my own fucking bullshit. So when people really do their own type of shit that way, it makes me fall from even harder. Type deal. Yeah, it's like they went from like, okay, we're gonna have a concert where you can bring your wife and your kids to. Right. Oh, uh Charlie Crockett. He's another one that I really love. He's I got a, one of his songs on here. He's got a, a great like retro sound to him that like if you we put him on, he's like, Am I listening to something that my great grandpappy would listen to? <laughs> like shit. But he's like, No, it's he's he's new. Yeah. He's definitely new. No, I don't. I don't. What's a good song from him? Uh, Midnight Run, which is a cover that he does of um, of oh, fuck, I forgot. Let me look at the album. It's a cover that he does of James Hand. So, but Midnight Run definitely one of my tops. That oh I yeah, always fucking bump. Jamestown Ferry. No, another. That's another good one that I like that he does. Um. I've listened to yeah because I've seen the man from Waco. Is he talking about David Koresh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I mean, if we're gonna get into the real thing, I, I will shamelessly admit. Then it's funny because there's a few friends of mine that know that I have a, a, a passion for this one particular artist. That no matter what she puts out, I fucking love it. Casey Musgraves. I'm a huge Casey Musgraves fan. I guess it's just that she fulfilled that. After Taylor Swift went all pop and and shit like that, I just needed someone to fill out that like singer songwriter country girl type thing in me, and Casey Musgraves fucking nailed it. Fucking love her. She's one of my oh. top artists, I will say. I'm a fan of. Plus, she's goddamn beautiful, so I'm like hell yeah. Like, she's you great. might you might like uh, the Devil Makes Three. They're like a bluegrass kind of. Okay. They're one of my favorite. Like the Strangers, one of the, I think their most popular song. That's a good. It feels like something you would listen to in Red Dead if they were like a satanic band. <laughs> the only way I can describe it. So really good. I know we're getting off topic here, but I'm just scrolling through my playlist. That's why I'm like. Uh, a really a good song I really like is "Poison Trees" by them. But they I have think, that kind of. Poppy. I think I listened to that song before. It sounds I'm sure I've sent it to you because it's definitely a band I think you would like because it's bluegrass but has really dark undertones to it. Where you're like, you know, they they got a fucking cello in the goddamn band. Well, that was the <laughs> that type of sound that emanates out of Coulter Wall. Is what hooked me when you when you oh, sent me double yeah. wears a suit and tie, and he just hits and then because I, I saw I was like what does this guy look like, and I saw what he looks like and then he's from Saskatchewan can- uh, Canada, and he fucking like and when he talks he's like oh hey guys I'm just, uh, doing this album you know uh, like thank you everybody and he's like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck like, it's fucking crazy I can't do him yeah. justice but he's he's got a great fucking voice be great sledgehammer. Yeah, my favorite song from him is Johnny's Bone, Johnny Boy's Bones. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a real good one. Uh, Thirteen Silver Dollars is uh, one of my favorites of him. 
The Dead South, which they do the Johnny Johnny Boys Bones song with, they're good too. Uh, yeah, and, step- Hell, and Hell will be on Good Company. I think Dead yeah. South does. Yeah, that's what my uh, my stepdad showed me. There's the the music video is kind of goofy, but I mean they they're goofy band kind of. Yeah, which I I like it. I like what they're they can be like. Yeah, we put out their shit. and We're goofy as hell. I'm like, oh yeah. okay, that kind of gives I, me my reason to be goofy as hell. Because like, fuck it, it's goofy. And hell, I'll be good companies about him trying to bang his family member. There's one of their songs where it's like she's my brother's daughter, but I don't care anyway, or something like that. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah I, I remember hearing that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, where's this going? <laughs> hey, you know they they were like we gotta we gotta fill a niche audience, and that's one of them. Hey, yeah, uh, you think it's back? I've seen like articles where they're like, let's talk about incest and why it's not that bad. Like, oh, okay, yeah, no, thank you, Vanity Fair. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Cowpoke from Colter probably might be my best song that he does. God, his voice is something else. I'm listening to it right now. Yeah. Uh, he, what's he, it? There's yeah. a newer. There's a. Uh, there's one girl that's, that's newer that she does an, another thing where it's kind of vintage. Sierra Farrell. You listen to her at all? No. She's um. She's more so like she's great as like a. Sounds like a porn star name if I'm being honest. Oh, okay. No, it's like Will Farrell. Okay. Yeah. Sierra like Farrell. Farrell like the animal. No, no, no. Will <laughs> yeah, Sierra Farrell. She's great. She's uh got that like Dolly Parton old school yeah. twangy voice in it that she just really Oh, you know, this is gonna be wild. But Miley Cyrus did a cover of Jolene. Yep. It's fucking good. Cause she has a raspy voice now. Mm-hmm. It's it's up there. I mean Dolly's, you know, the best, but there's that chick. Yeah, that's Sierra. Uh, dude, it's good. I'd recommend that. I don't know if she, she kind of, I don't mind this. I just went on like that soft rock phase. And now she's in like her Jefferson airplane phase. Well, good for her, right? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, hey, I remember when she was just a pop kid and now she's changing her style. Like in, in high school, she was doing all that. Wrecking ball shit and all that. So it's nice to see somebody experiment. I know Joe Rogan loves her Malibu song, bro. He said that on his podcast. He's like, yeah. It was before he had her on, which her podcast with him is very interesting. But he was still in California. He's like, I don't know who he's talking to, but he's like, yeah, I just, I'll put the top down on the car and I'll turn it on and just drive. I'm like, good for you, Joe. <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to squash the rumors that you're gay, but it's <laughs> good for you. Hey, like I said, I will I will gladly admit when there's uh, a country artist or, or just any artist out there that even if it is like embarrassing for me to like, it's like I don't care because like, well, like, I think I talked to you about a, a couple podcasts ago about Brendan who taught me just like, bro, listen to what you want to fucking listen to. It doesn't fucking matter. Just make yourself happy. I'm like, yeah, that fucking helps. Yep. It definitely go, helps. Go chase those waterfalls. There you go. I'll listen to TLC. Uh, what's hey. it called? There's uh, Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves. Definitely a very girly song, but I will scream that shit if it comes out in the car. I don't care. Like, I like a lot of... I mean, I have a whole playlist of Japanese music. 
Yeah, I got a whole playlist of Japanese city pop too. This is oh, dude, city pop slaps now. Like, stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> that fly day Chinatown. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, fantasy. That one. Um, All the songs that are on fucking TikTok and what's it calls it? That yeah, is just basically. Let me see. There's one I really like. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I also like this is where I put like the anime themes I find I like. By the way, if you're into heavy metal and you like anime, there's a band called Baby Metal. It's like a J-pop singers with a heavy metal background. The Bad City Romance, that's a good one. Fuck, where's the other song? This is great audio, I'm sure, for everybody. Here are two dummies talking about shitty music. Hey, you know, they came in here to listen to something. Right. Uh, re- uh, remember Summer Days. I know that one. Yep. That's the one you sent me, I think. I think or, I might have. Yeah, that's a good one because what was it? I, I remember listening to that and then just vibing out to it. And then someone did a cover or not a cover. Someone sampled that oh. beat or like the, 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 the beginning, like sensual fucking like 70s, like, you know, with the walking bass line and the fucking shit. And so, and, Used it in their song. That's like a modern R and B song, and I heard it. And like one of my buddies played it, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is? What are you playing right now?" And it, and it, and it, you know, of course, it wasn't that song. And I was like, "God damn it!" So I played my song. And I was like, "Look where they got that shit from, bro!" <laughs> like, yeah, oh right. god. So I think that warrants another roll because we're getting too much onto one topic. <laughs> <laughs> I know we. That's fine. All right, what do we got? Number five. Number five, favorite genre. Okay. Uh, I think in, I mean, I've always been the ones to love the action adventure, you know, escapism type, um, whatnot. But I will go on a, li- I'll go on a limb here and I will say rather than favorite genre, but genre that I found I enjoyed that I didn't think I would enjoy would definitely be that slice of life stuff that we were watching. Uh, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I really have. I'm a sucker for the whole like, we got to save the kingdom from this and, bah, and the, uh, the the crazy theme music and the people always jump into action and everything. But sometimes I really do like when it's like people that are just trying to figure out like, what the fuck am I going to do today? Yeah. <laughs> type shit. It's a, I don't know too. So when I started rewatching anime, I was just watching all this big, like heavy shit. And then I started watching that. I'm like, it was like the meme, like, come on, sit by the fire, have a drink. You've been dealing with too much emotional trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it just a nice break. It's how I describe our sessions in Minecraft, where we spend so long playing video games where we're just constantly at war with either fellow players in like Red Dead or GTA or against like these impossible fucking like God hand fucking enemies in Elden Ring and other shit like that. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to be chilling. Just get to hang out, build up a little wall. Build a giant titan that's peering <laughs> over it. Make a sky city where you get a bunch of, you know, just do some weird shit. Fuck it. I love that stuff. Like, it's such a peaceful thing for me that I don't even care. Yeah, I'll admit it. I play in creative mode. I don't give a fuck. Judge me, people. But I love it. It's that peace that I don't I, find a lot of. 
I agree. I mean, for me, it was like that genre of anime. I was like, okay, like it changes the way you kind of perceive. Because a lot of times when you watch anime, you're like, I got to watch this. I got to finish the story. Um, but this one is just like, I want to watch it because I enjoy the characters. Not just I had to figure out what happens, you know. Right, because it really doesn't matter what happens because there's a a lot of – especially in Life Lessons where you could have missed three episodes in the middle and you wouldn't wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and that is something too. It's it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like it's a breather. Uh, The older Slice of Life ones aren't that good. They're very formulaic and kind of bland. But the newer ones are there's something else. Like it's they good story writing. It's like why characters. people like the office. Yeah. It's just good characters and then you put them in goofy situations that are not like life threatening. It's nice. I mean, I don't know. I can see how some people who are maybe more of just direct are like, I don't see a point of watching this. Like it's just filler episodes, basically. It's like, well, man, sometimes you don't need like a big overarching villain or some of them do have like overarching stories. Like the great jaw, he won't be defeated is a goofy story, but it's that character development along the way to get to the end goal, which they never, sometimes they, you know, it's about the journey. So you, sometimes you don't even see it. I don't know. It's a genre that I, I was going to say the same thing, Slice of Life, because as much as I like fantasy, or I mean, it's even hard to say fantasy. I'd boil that down to like knights and shit versus like, I really love cyberpunk stuff. Like, it's a genre I love and post apocalyptic. But I'll take a slice of life over some fucking big story any day. Yeah, I. Like I said, I still will say that I am definitely in the realm of I love me my action adventures. Like that, they'll still be able to, but just for the sake of me throwing out something different. Like I definitely have to, like I said, stick with that slice. Like it, it surprised the hell out of me the the fact that I would like it so much. One of my, I'm a sucker for. I need to have a a deep narrative. I need to look and have that ten inch narrative. You know what I mean? I need, I need the fucking just get the emotion dragged out of me every time I need to watch. And when that doesn't need to be a thing, it's nice. It's a great little change up and I will stick by it. I don't care. Yeah. I know you're yeah. not fighting me here and I'm just, I'm just kind of over, oh, I mean, over hyping it, but it's, it's a somewhat it. controversial take. Cause some people love it. Some people hate it, but I mean, that's anything that is anything. fantasy slice of life is always fun and sexual. <laughs> <laughs> basically you can't have an elf girl in a slice anyways we won't even get onto that but actually I have one of one you would really like where it's just a dude oh my god what is the name of it I got banished from the hero party really <laughs> good because it's about a guy like his little sister's a hero and then basically the people around her are kind of toxic and they Basically, like, oh, you're too weak. You need to get out of here. So he's like, all right. He just goes and he starts a new life at a village. 
And it's just like there is an overarching story that kind of gets, especially it gets really interesting towards the end. But it's the slice of life stuff really balances it out. It's sort of like One Punch Man in a way (laughs) where I like the whole thing about there's really not a threat because he's around. Yeah. He's going to save the day. So I'm not worried about any of these. These characters get to like have their big grandiose speeches. They get to have their whole thing of I get to act out what I want. And then it just Saitama comes around and he just stops it. And it's just, no, it's done now. And I like that. I think it's hilarious. It's And it'll show him like trying to get to the store. Like, I missed a sale today. You know, <laughs> he's like trying to do stupid shit like that. And then there's this giant fucking thing that tries to go and take out the city. And he says, yeah, I got to go shopping, bro. So I'm going to stop you real quick just so I can go carry on my, my day. Oh, by the way, I saw some clips of the manga for the upcoming season. It's going to be wild. Like they showed some of the villains and like their design and shit like that. I'm like, I'm, we're going to I'm, I'm going to have to watch One Punch Man. I've seen clips of it. Like I saw the battle with uh, the purple guy. I can't think of his name. The one-eyed guy, Lord Boros. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about uh, anti-vax man. He was a big purple guy in the beginning. Um, then Xenos, right? Whatever his name is, Genos, Genos. Yeah, Genos. I definitely will say I like Genos's voice in the sub. More so than the dub. I might watch the the sub, and the have you seen both or just one? I've seen both. I've seen both versions because when it it came out originally, it was only sub. Because I start that was one of them where I started off reading the web comic. I heard good things about it from listening to two best friends, uh, the same people that make the George Washington Hitler joke about Nobu uh, Nobunaga. Yeah. so they turned me on to One Punch Man, and then I started – I was like, where can I find it? So I just like Googled the webcomic, and I started watch, reading it, and it was great. Everything that they were talking about, how when this when he's supposed to be really serious, it's like drawn really fucking shittily. Like it's made by a fucking 10-year-old. And then when it's supposed to be really not – like when it's supposed to be really goofy, it's drawn in the most like perfectly detailed, serious way possible and just – that dynamic sold it for me. Of like, okay, this is something that doesn't give a fuck. I love it. And you love Mob Psycho. Same, same artist, same writer, same dude. Yeah, we'll have to watch that on the for one of the months or whatever. That's gonna definitely be one. Of oh, them. it's. I've watched half of season one, and it's. It has that humor. Like I know, there's like a running joke about Saitama being bald. Like he has a dream about his friends or whatever, and they're all bald or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, it, it has that same kind of goofy humor where in an overpowered character, but they do it well enough to where you're not like uh, – it's like Superman, right? It, I think I couldn't write a Superman, mo- Superman movie today because it would be so hard to humanize him in a way where you're like, this is a genuine threat or – you kind of get away with that with comedy. And I don't think you can do that with like Superman or you can do that with one bunch, man. I mean, I'm willing to go out on a huge tangent here. Like we always do. If we're going to talk about Superman for a minute where I always hated Superman. Cause whenever I would, I was too dumb to realize it. 
you know, I was watching it as a kid and I would see him always getting the fucking piss smacked out of him in every episode. And I'm like, why you fuck? You could just stop it like that, blah, 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 blah. But it it took to later on in life to hear a bunch of different takes about it. Like, um, what's it called? Uh, people who do the trope talks. Yeah. They did a huge fucking detailed dive about Superman and just realizing like, oh, he lives in a world like even that was like something that was in the comics where he described it as like, yeah, I live in a world full of cardboard to where I cannot gauge whether this is going, whether if I throw a punch, this is going to obliterate the thing that I'm punching or if it's going to not feel like anything to him. So having to find that out and having, especially because I'm so hands-on now in my life to figure like, oh, like a, a, a hit that I would give to, you know, when I'm just practicing doing stupid shit against the Pell with with my sword versus like a hit that I would give to like if I'm training a kid that I don't want to fucking like completely scar for life or, you know, a, a, a playful punch that I would give when I'm sparring with Mike to like uh, a playful punch I would give to one of my guys at work. You know, it's like there's just so many different things where I was like, yeah, no, that pull punch mechanic that's in my mind. It's so like I could tell that it's easy because I don't have the thing where if I hit something like, huh, just kidding, hit and it just missed, you know, so having to I could see why. And he's so strong that he can get the shit kicked out of him like that. And he's like, OK, I guess that one didn't work. Let me try again. <laughs> Let me give it one percent more effort to not completely eviscerate whatever the fuck I'm punching because I I want to be that guy that's not I'm going to murder every versus Saitama's got the whole demographic I don't care regular punch and just the thing just explodes so I yeah. hearing that was what made me like Superman a lot more now in my older age to where like I get it yeah but I couldn't if you asked me to write that I couldn't you're like hey get this message across that he's so strong that he can't balance that shit out and it's like oof, that's tough to do especially for like a modern audience who ever since what was it god it's the fucking dc comic book with dr manhattan in it watchman watchman ever since then everything's got to be gritty every every hero has to be deep down a piece of shit it's like okay which i i do like don't get me wrong i like that's what i think made 90s DC great is that it had grittiness where Marvel's always kind of been the the pop version of comics. Um, but that grittiness, it's a double-edged sword because if you don't do it right, then it just looks kind of like what we were talking about in the episode we didn't record, I think. But about when I was telling you about the Trailer Park Boys, when you get that freedom, sometimes it's a bad thing because then it's like fucks every other word and then you lose that creative route to get the narrative and the story in right what made the characters funny yeah. that quirkiness that turns they they lose control or they they lose the the collar and so then they go overboard so that character that was once like oh yeah he's funny he's, he's and now they just make him a, a goddamn psychopath because they're like, yeah, we, we don't care. We don't have that corporate oversight telling us we can't, so we're going to do what we want. It's like, yeah, well, you kind of ruined your character then, buddy. Like, I get it. Yeah. But, I mean, I like I really do like – there are other animes that we're going to watch. Like, Overlord um, is a big one that people love where he's an overpowered character. And he gets 
it's the whole video game trope of like, oh, I'm playing in a game, and then he gets stuck in the game. Like it teleports him there in real life, but he's his character, and then he's like discovering shit in the world. But he's like so overpowered that there's really nothing that could stop him. So it's just like they do a great. It gets kind of old after a while, but a bait like when he fights people and they do like their ultimate thing or whatever, and then he's just like. Okay. <laughs> That's the like, best you got? Yeah, they just wreck some of it. It's like, I like that. Mabel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good. You want to go see what she's doing and then we'll do a roll when you get back? No, she's fine. She's just upstairs barking because probably someone... Outside is walking their dog or something along the lines where she's just, she's crazy. She's a little crazy person. She's just like me in the best ways and the worst ways. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we could do another roll. Fuck okay, it. We can All just right. keep doing that. We already got that number 11. Least favorite character. Okay. I already know yours. Are we doing only the ones we've seen, or are we doing all time? Oh, okay. Well, I only know from the ones you say. I'm going to sh- shout out Armin as your least favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely... He's one of them, but go ahead. If you have one. If not, I'll... Uh, let's see. Everything we've watched so far, there really hasn't been one where I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this in type of uh, person uh in the beginning i really so this is going back to one that we haven't watched but we did talk about it on air vinland saga mm-hmm. uh, i really hated the kid thorfinn yeah i really hated thorfinn in the beginning and then till i took a step back and realized what he was going through and i was like oh, okay i get it why he was that person because we had that whole talk of why he was like, yeah. well, I don't understand why he can't fucking just understand. He can't be going about like this. Blah, blah. But I was like, yeah, he's fucking 15. Like, I was dumb at 15 as well. So like, I could see. I could, I could give him a pass for that one. Uh, Armin, I don't have much of a thing. I do get it where he's so mousy and pathetic. It's like, come on, bro. Like, fucking give your balls a tug. Let's fucking go fight. Um, oh, hmm. later, later on, he becomes a real fucking... Like he's still like that for a couple of seasons, and then the last season he suddenly thinks he's knows what he's doing. I'll just I don't like it. And there's something that happens, and I'm like, ooh. Never mind. Go ahead. We're watching Attack on Titan next, <laughs> right? Uh, if, if anything, I will say because this is a type of character that I hate, especially in the audiobook series that I'm reading for with Dave. Um, or listening to, I should say. There's uh, the the prince in Gate. I don't think you met him yet. No, but like the kind of the Joffrey character or what? No, he's just the stuck up. I know everything about how to do everything. I know what, what the right move is here. You pathetic, insolent peons don't know anything. I'm the ruler here. I'm the boss. Like I hate those type of characters. So... Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Joffrey was well written. Like he was just a Bruh, he he was just a nightmare of a of a of a child. But sure. he was the phototypical, like 
spoiled royal kid who his dad doesn't give a shit about, who ends up being just a piece of shit. Yeah, through our context, yeah, he's a monster, but he really didn't do much that in that medieval kind of mindset that was well, especially when you look at his family of what they've been doing throughout the years and how they settle their disputes. And I was like, oh, this kid is par for the court. You know what I mean? Like, this was meant to happen in this sort of way. I mean, he's got an uncle dad. Yeah. So that, I mean, if you also think about it, I believe there is that, like, when you have incest, the children tend to have, like, cog... Like, they're more aggressive because they lack the ability of... Uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called. Not co- just cognitive ability, but there's something where they're more aggressive and underdeveloped because of it. So, I don't know. I doubt George R. R. Martin was like, I'm going to do a... Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> going to make sure to put that in there because of science and the little thing. Or he, he could have. Or he, he could have. Who the fuck knows? But, yeah, it's just well done on the part for Joffrey, especially because well, Jack Leeson... Uh, the actor oh, just did actor. such a phenomenal job making everyone truly hate his guts to where everyone's like, he's the nicest person. Like off, you know what I mean? Like when he wasn't, when he wasn't acting, he was just probably people's favorite person to be around. But when they hit action and he fucking turned, it was all oh, God, like great, great job for him and great job for George for creating such a heinous character. But just that type of person to where it's just, it's almost that they're so dumb. They're that arrogant, arrogant and stupid are not a good mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they think yeah. they know everything and there's and they're stupid and they're just entitled to where no one corrected them up to that point. Like that that combo I hate because I saw myself it's 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 crazy cuz what's it called we we always will hate things that are similar to us in a sort of way. Yeah. At first. So I could definitely see myself as being someone who had that ability where I was growing up and, you know, I either through my parents not wanting to hurt my feelings or through this or, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but I definitely was spoiled to a certain point. I was definitely someone who thought, Oh, I know this and that I know blah, blah. And I, I, I could see myself sounding a lot like those characters at one point in my life. And and it's a part of me that I am ashamed of and I hate. So now whenever I see a type of person like that, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you so much because you're the, you're the worst part that I used to be. Maybe you know. The best upside of that is when they get humbled. Yeah. It, I mean, normally it ends in their death in fantasy settings, but when they get humbled and then they realize like, oh, I was wrong or – you know, it's almost like that we're looking where we can't wait for that moment to happen. Yeah. So every scene that where they get uh, foiled or where something goes, so you think, oh, is this going to be the part where they finally become an actual person? No. Fuck. There's a character in Mob Psycho who's like that. He's just an arrogant piece of shit. And then Mob. What he does to this man is unmerciful, bro. Okay, so I think I will watch the show now because like, it's just because what ends up happening to it because he mob is like just not taking it because he's overpowered, so he's not really taking it seriously. But this guy tries to kill him basically, and then he's like, "No, okay," and then just you know, 
one just punches. waxes him. He <laughs> yeah, fucking waxes basically. the floor with him. That's great. But then, then he goes through a... They kind of become friends. Like, he gets humbled. And you're like... Okay. Like, he gets really humbled. Uh, but there's some characters that... I like the smarmy, douchey kid, but who's smart. Like Draco from uh, Harry Potter. I, I always like those over the stupid ones. Because then you can understand why they're... It's easier to wrap your head around why Draco is the way he is versus someone who's stupid. Because like he came from a privileged background. He comes from a fucked up family. Like his dad's a piece of shit. So he's got this ideology of like from what I remember, like he's anti-human and all that shit. But at the end of it, you know, he becomes a better person. Right. I could get that too. I totally understand where they're, they're so smart that they already crafted a narrative about how everything's going to go or, and they're right. So everything proves like, it's not that they're dumb and it's just a hand. Everything's handed to them. It's like, they're smart and they worked everything out. Oh, this is how it works. If I keep doing this in a sort of way, this is how that works. And this is, and so they kind of just, in, in a sort of way, they make their own prison of that type of world. And it's it's really tragic in a sort of way to where they they had the potential to be such great people. But just how, how their life came about, they become – they turn into this filth. But then they get better, and I do like when that happens. Uh, there's there's this one part in the audiobook. I mean, it's, it took 15 books. But he, I think he was introduced in, I probably introduced in like book, like halfway through the series. But anyway, so it took him half the book, so like seven and a half books essentially, to where you hate him so much. But then he has a humbling moment, and I know that I'm not going to spoil it for Dave because Dave doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, but there's a part Dave. towards the end of the book where he has that moment where that prince type gets humbled as fuck and the main character middle has to be like yo like fucking snap the fuck out of it like what happened to this person that's been the asshole at my heels this whole fucking time like yeah. don't be a fucking downer bitch now just because you're you finally got your shit kicked in for the last like fucking keep being that per- because we need that person right now so fucking pick yourself up and fucking go and the guy's like you're fucking right what am i doing so i, I do yeah. like how he had a little bit of a turn there but essentially that character i don't think in Gate has yeah. that same path, so I will definitely say I hate him so much, and I can't wait yeah. for you to meet him. I would. There's always that kind of trope of like the bully character for no reason or whatever, but I always like Joffrey because you can see his lineage of craziness. Like even just taking the incest part out of it, like his father just ignores him. Like does like he's yeah, more well, the guy who, who got, the, both fathers essentially the guy who is his real father don't because yeah. he just wanted to find out and the father who's his real father or the father who's his you know air quotes father doesn't give a shit because he's yeah. Bar- like Robert Baratheon he doesn't give a fuck about anything to be honest with you you know he just always the wants to whore and drink, drink. Yeah, exactly yeah. that that's his life and that that I always thought was a good thing because you if you really sat down and looked at him you're like oh okay like this. Because he becomes king at like fucking 12 or some shit. Not even that. I think he's younger. Well, in the book, I know he's probably younger than that. But you're looking at a child who ends up doing a lot of heinous shit. But dude, he's never had that guidance. 
And who who is this teacher? Fucking par, uh, what's his name? Parcel. Yeah, pa- Picel. Picel. Yeah, the one who was also Horan on the side. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't make for good tutelage just, on any occasion. Yeah, and then his mom, who's you know, hates his father in quotations. Well, actually, hates both of them, kinda. But she's fucked up. And then you got his grandfather, Tywin, who's a... Charles Dance is such a good actor, by the way. He really is. Oh, that was so great. I love that, but man. Every, everyone in that whole family's fucked. Yep. <laughs> Even Tyrion, who's obsessed with the same shit as his... As a... No, everybody, it seems. Whoring and drinking. <laughs> yeah, he definitely fits in with uh, Bobby Baratheon. Yeah. More so Jamie like, and everyone else. I feel like they never really had scenes together. No, because they were always apart or doing something else or whatever. Yeah. So, I would have loved to have seen both of them just, even in the book or something, where they just a page of them being drunk together would have been funny. I really think Game of Thrones should have been an anime. I feel like, yes, I think we talked about this before, but it should have been because then you could really put in the magic shit that they kind of ignore in the show. Why I, especially Lady Stoneheart and the fact that they just killed off of uh, Rob's wife. I don't remember her name. Uh, which which one we talk about book or show? No, in the in the show, Talisa. Yeah, like in the book, she has the kid. I don't know what happens to the kid. Jane something. Right, Jane Wester, Westerly, something like that. Maybe. That's in the book, but that's that's besides but, the point. Yeah, it's just like I feel like if they, damn, if they really would or just redid it as an anime and added all that shit in, like if George R. R. Martin ever finishes the fucking books, but I'd like to see that, or even Brandon Sanderson's books get turned into anime because you get a lot of freedom with that genre. You can do shit that is impossible to do in fucking live action. Like when they when they talk about doing a live action one piece, I'm like, how are you going to do the three sword style, bro? Yeah, this heavily rely on CGI for it. Like, come on. But then it's but, essentially just the, the fucking CGI show. It's not even live yeah. action. Then it's just subpar. But I mean, the people who are in it are taking it seriously. The guy who's doing... I can't remember his name. I don't watch One Piece. They got the three swords. Uh, Zoro. Zoro. Uh, that guy's actually training in martial arts. He's training sword fighting for it. So I'm like, hey, if it turns out good, I good on you. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to always be because that's what it, that just goes back to the if trope talks. I think talks about it to where because when animation was a, a new medium, they just put it for kids. They use it for kid stuff, the Cinderella, the Snow White, the you know the, the fairy tale, whatnots. There wasn't really it, it took an, up until what Shrek, or maybe a couple of things before Shrek, but like around the same time as Shrek, to where like okay, animation could be used other than the anime world where they used it more to tell adult stories in Japan, but in America where you know we live and everything's pervasive and how the culture is so fucked up, to where yeah no we don't look at things that are animated that could be for adults. Unless it's porn, but and that's from the other place, right? And that's from the other place to begin with. So they really have that 
thing where, oh, well, if it's going to be for a big audience that's going to be taken seriously, we've got to make it live action. Where it's like, I beg to differ. Where if you tell a story the proper way, it don't matter. Just the same way where I don't need to play a video game that's got the best goddamn 8K. You need to buy a fucking $80,000 television because you're going to feel like you're fucking there. when it's No, I'd rather play a game that's fucking good. Give me the substance. Yeah. All right. That's why when everyone's like, oh, they uh, like Fallout needs to get out of Creation Engine. I'm like, no. They, you know, Creation 2 is great engine. They just need to, I don't know, make a good story. They can actually play test be, their games. Well, that, but uh, it doesn't have to be 20,000 fucking miles in game. Like Fallout 4 was big, but there's more shit to do in Fallout 3. Like, Really? Like, okay, I if you just cut out the, the glowing sea area or whatever, and you're like, oh, but there'll be more shit to do, I'm fine. I don't hate a small, like, everyone's... No, don't forget Far Harbor and Nuka World. Yeah. Everyone thinks, like, oh, The Witcher, where you have to have so much content that it can actually hurt your game. The second act in The Witcher kills it for a lot of people. It's very bloated. I'd say and so. I, there is a part for me yeah. where I only hopped in uh, to the Blood and Wine DLC at the end because I didn't finish Witcher because it got to the point where I'd be playing for 10 hours and I wouldn't and not a single thing would get done. I would do 10 hours worth of content of me being leveled up and fighting shit but the story? Nothing. And some of it's I'm it's hard to do level gating because it's either good like when it's good, it's great. You don't even notice it. But when it's bad, like you're fucked. True, that thing as well. To where it's, I need yeah. to, I need to level up because this thing is gonna kick my ass. Oh my god! And that one, you don't get rewards if you kill. Like Dylan killed the cockatrice, the cockatrice. Big, yeah, outside of the Red Baron's thing, at like level seven. You're supposed to be like level 14 or 15. And I'm like, fuck. He like, oh, yeah, it took me forever to do it. Like, you're not going to get anything for it. Right. <laughs> like if, if, he, if he defeated that thing and they're like, oh, congratulations. Now you're 14. It's like, oh, yeah. shit. Awesome. Like you, like, you prove that you could do it, kid. Congratulations. Here's your honorary number level 14. But it's That'd not, be it's great. Like, 100 XP and then some shitty boots or something. <laughs> it's Because right, everything's level based and. Yeah, Loot. all that shit. No, no rewards for being a bad boy. But did you uh, did you actually talk about the like your your least favorite? Because I took a guess on Armin, but like, did you actually talk about your? I know. We just to, about just to get just to get back to the original point. Yeah. <laughs> just a side note: I really like Joffrey as a character because he's just pretty historically accurate in that context. I really like him. He's a little shit. Like you love to hate him, and the actor, like you said, Jack Leeson, great guy, retired acting from after doing that. Just went to college, and now he's just living a normal life. Good for him. Great actor. I wish he was in more stuff because dude was great, but probably didn't want to get molested. So good for him. <laughs> good, for, good for him. That's but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that he got it out of there because it ain't everything is cracked up to be. You hear so many horror stories about what it's like going behind the scenes and all that jazz and even getting the chance to do sort of camera stuff and act mild acting things like just it's fucking weird. Like 
having to say the stand in the mark, you know, it's really a goofy process that it looks good when it's all tied together, but to get it to that point is so weird. Green. It's so surreal. It's just green screen. Yeah. Just I, yeah. I didn't have to do any of that. I, I did a lot of stuff that was in person, practical effects, yeah. type, whatever. Uh, this was all my college days when I used to hang out at the TV station. They would do, they would, oh, we got to shoot a, a student film for this. I was like, oh, okay, I'll help out with this, be an extra here or there. But just that whole process is so fucking crazy. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see why some of the people that have to go into it, they're a little fucked up in the head because like, they they have to be like that for that to whole make sense to them in a sort of way. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but I'm trying to think my least favorite character. Yeah, that should have been a topic, a show you wish was an anime. Might put that in there for the next one. Um. Uh, I don't know. I, I I I don't like Armin. I can't really talk about why because you haven't gotten there yet. Right. Spoilers. Yeah. But I don't like him at all. Uh, but characters that oh, you haven't seen this one. But Shield Hero. I hate every character in that show. I've said it before. The main two characters, Nafumi and Ralph Talia, are the only likable characters in that fucking show. Maybe Melty and the other one. But the rest of them, it's like they don't grow. They're all pieces of shit. They know they're wrong, and then it's just they double it's down. Sh- yeah, it's shitty writing. It's like everyone finds out that you know this chick lied about accusing him of sexual assault. So spoilers, I guess. And when she finally gets her comeuppance, it's like okay, well, everyone's just like the the hero that has her in his party, who she's in love with. He's just like, whatever. And it's just, it's for me, that ruined the show for me. And then, well, the dub voice actor died. And season two was so fucking bad. Like, there, there's a the meme, you know, the show's called Rising of the Shield Hero. It's like season one is rated really high, like eight or nine. And then season two is like, and then it's the meme, Falling of the Shield Hero. It's like rated four or some shit. Like, it's bad. And it's, it's it's technically the isekai. I was thought about having you watch. It's really long though, but it's. I watched the entire first season. I'm like, okay, like when I finished it, I was like, that sucked. Because you have these moments where, you know, the big boss shows up. They end up killing him, and then they kind of move into a new arc towards the end. But at the same time, you're like, okay, like they all work together, and now they're still pe- treat this guy like shit. They're still assholes, like. Nobody's learned anything. Like this whole thing was a waste of time. No character development, and it sucks because you have two main characters that do develop. And so that entire show, like, if you ask me which character I hate, everyone, <laughs> even the main characters to an extent, because they just go with the flow. It's like, dude, I kill all these fucking people. Right? If they're gonna keep treating me like shit, and you're like, they're like, oh yeah, well, we know she lied about. You sexually assaulting her, but you're still a piece of shit for it. I mean, and then they rely. Then they rely on you to save the day because he's the strongest hero, right? So he's like, "What the?" Because there are the four cardinal heroes: there's a shield hero, a spear hero, a sword hero, and the whatever hero, bow and sword. And they, he basically he's stronger than all of them. That's kind of how it ends. 
what is it? They're, not to shit on your show, but in Konosuba so far, I can't stand Aqua in a yeah. sort of thing where like I I get it. It's all goofy, spoofy comedy and hijinks in that thing. Mm-hmm. But just her mindset and how she goes about stuff, I'm like, really? Well, she's an idiot. That's I was that's by design. She is I think they list her as a useless goddess. That is, is so funny. Yeah. But she gets she, I mean, she gets humbled. I'd even say, like, as long as you, well, sort of. She'll get humbled, then she'll spring right back to it. There was that one episode so far where she gets, like, her, yeah, yeah, with the Crocs in the cage. She's just shell-shocked. And then, like, you're a goddess. She's like, oh, yeah, I am. And then she just springs back to her being her regular self. And I'm like, I hate that. Like, there could have been a moment to where she got some character development and she got to... Like, well, they start using her powers better and start figuring out this and that, but it's just, no. They, I'm like, they use her intelligence level later on, where they kind of explain that. I mean, slight spoiler, but he, he gets up, he looks at her, and he's like, no matter how much you level up, your intelligence will never go up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the... I think they do that because if they do change her as a character... Then she loses that negative trait. So all four, oh, three of the chicks, you know, Megamine can only use, she's really powerful, but she can only use one spell a day. Right. She's uh, the typical glass cannon. Yeah. And then darkness, besides her proclivities, she, her biggest thing is that she's a tank and she's really powerful. Yeah. She, she can't, can't hit, hit shit. Yeah. And then you add in her, proclivities for right for other things for abuse and then aqua like if you make her humble and smart and then she has no oh my god so this is almost like the wizard of oz basically and that's the whole thing and then kazuma's you know yeah (laughs) he's up to no good so i was a little upset when riley said oh the main character reminds me a lot of you I'm like, all right. I was trying to see it, like in a lot of your rationalizations. I think c- come off of him sometimes when he like talks, but like you use this mother, you know, <laughs> kind of like where he's he's not one to pull back on insults and shit. So I was like, okay, maybe that part I can see, but that's pretty much it. Like when I when you were telling me about Doom Respect and Life Lessons, I was expecting the same thing. Well, being like, I, this is yeah. not no, there's no way. But then I'm just like, oh shit, this is really yeah. <laughs> this is really eerie. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I was like, eh, I don't see it, but it's just how people perceive you. My favorite part is so far where he attacks the, the other hero with his own sword. Oh, yeah. Steals the sword, then bonks him on the head with it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. And then sells it for cheap. That, so good. That feels like some shit you would do in Skyrim, bro. You pickpocket yeah. somebody and then beat them up with their own weapon. It's like, oh. I got your I got your family heirloom sword that's so that's so priceless to you, but I'm gonna give it to this vendor and sell it for like eight hundred gold. Yeah, but he only has five hundred gold, so I'm just gonna take that. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like fuck, it, I yeah. got it's it's weighing me down. Oh, I mean, I I love that show, but I do kind of get what you're saying. She doesn't change, but it's hard to 
because then she doesn't have any negating issues. Because she is kind of overpowered if you think about it when it comes to certain enemies. I mean, she's a goddess. Right. But I like it. I think later on you'll kind of – she definitely gets humbled in season two. It's pretty funny. Okay. I'll, but, I'll stick around for it. And she doesn't in the like in the movie. The movie's more of Kazuma and Megami. So I'm not spoiling anything. But in the movie, they go back to her hometown, Megami's hometown. Okay. And then they find out Kazuma. Her parents find out Kazuma has money, so they're trying to get them to get married. It's funny, bro, because they're poor. But yeah, let's roll. I guess. Okay. Oh, I yeah. Shield Hero didn't like any of them, and Armin I don't like. I'm sure there's other ones, but that's all I can think of. Gotcha. All right, we got 15. Art style preference. So, like, is there a certain one that you like the art style or one you didn't like? If anything, I will say that I did not. What? Sorry. I just saw your name on here. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized what it said. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, What's it called? I can't really say that there's, like, I'm not that big of a nerd to be going in on that sort of stuff, but I will say that I really did enjoy the art style and the the one we didn't do an episode on the the one with the with the rock ending with the headbanging ending oh asobi yeah i did like how it was it's drawn in such a way to where you think it's going to be a horror anime <laughs> and yeah but the goofiest shit goes down in it so i will say for that but it is definitely something that took me off guard at first. And I, I mean, I didn't like how some animes got the the overtypical. What was it like? I was talking about for Tanya. One of the lieutenants has like those the big anime girl puppy dog eyes and shit. Like I didn't. Yeah. I was like, okay, I could do without that. Some of the hairstyles, but I could look that stuff. I'm like, ugh. But I do like though Yasobi's one where it's like you don't know. Like this is totally a weird ass fucking yeah. shit to be drawn like this. Like what the fuck. And it's very pastel kind of styling. Like the colors are very light. But then it will just... My favorite is when they're sitting in the room and she has the makeup. And she's like, what is this? And then she turns into like a witch. <laughs> and she, oh, 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 oh. It's like, oh my god, bro. And it gets, like I said, it gets wilder. But I do like that because it... I mean, the first episode when she she does the pretend American and it does the do do do, yeah. it's like oh my god. And then when she then her head when she's like oh I'm not American like, I don't speak English and then it's the national anthem but on the flute it's like funny bro. But then you're right there's like a horror kind of twist to it which I love. It's like that almost it's unsettling. Adult- it's unsettling. Yeah. It's Adult Swim pre-2015 kind of dark vibe to it. Like Super yeah, Jail. Yeah, what was it? The whole too many, too many cooks type shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, just, it has that – yeah, you're right. It's unsettling. But it's so funny. So well done. Uh, and the art style is good too. 
We're back. We had a strange journey in between, but we all made it back. It wasn't that strange. It was strange. For you, maybe. Yeah. Can't y'all got to see what it's like when I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, uh, aren't we friends? Isn't that what friends are for? Yeah, I know, but you could have just left the computer like a normal person. Where's the fun in that? Anyways. I like that, like a normal person. You know I ain't normal. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll do a couple more rolls then tap out at two hours. We could do that. Oh. All right. That's right. Wait, what are we... Oh, art style. Yeah, I'll just agree. Let's so be... I like that one, too. Oh, fuck it. Let's do another roll. Thirteen. Opening, closing music, you actually like. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... I'm a big fan of Kona Suba's closing music. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, but for openings, Attack on Titan Season 1. It goes all, fucking hard, bro. All Attack on Titan openings slap, bro. Like, when you get to the rumbling opening, you're going to be like, what the fuck? It's good. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, my favorite one... Obviously, I like the Sobe ending. It's just death metal, which is great. And then... I do like the animation that they do. Like the, the Everyone's drawn in that like chalk figure almost. Yeah, that is cool. And, and they're just losing their shit to heavy metal, and that's it's great. It fits the show, like a very soft kind of opening where they're just singing very... I don't know how to describe it. But the the ending's just <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that like, one. Konosuba though's got like that nice little like ending it's music. Irish, yeah. yeah, I really do. I, I dig it a That's, lot. I do like that one. Um, the attack, like the, like I said, the rumbling and my war from Attack on. T- I mean, my ringtone is my war from Attack on Titan opening, and some of their endings are really good too. Uh, kind of underrated because, but every season of Attack on Titan's got a banger opening. Just the music on that show is great. Uh, oh, uh, if it comes down, like I like how those are, but in terms mm-hmm. of what I think I could just listen to nonstop, I'm gonna have to go with Samurai Champlo because it's New Jabez and he does a great fucking job with and- that. I'm sure somebody's screaming about Cowboy Bebop in their fucking car right now. Like, say Cowboy Bebop. I've never watched the show. It's never been interesting. I've heard of it. I know that it's... I've heard it's dated, but it's one of those ones you got to watch. But I know that fucking space jazz or whatever the fuck kind of genre you want to call it. I know There is a form of jazz that is Bebop jazz. So Yeah. It's iconic. I mean, I know you can buy the the press records for it and all that shit. So, yep, buy seatbelts. Yeah, it's and a, it's good and all. It, it, I mean, it's it's great for what it is, 
But at the same time, though, like you just got Nujabe's hitting it on both the intro and the outro, nailed it completely. Because you know, I said Attack of Titan season one for the opening, then the closing of another one, Konosuba. But for one whole complete package, though, definitely Samurai Shampoo. I just this one I could even tie back to the art style. It's called Call of the Night. It's about vampires. The art style's beautiful. It's got. I mean, my favorite color is purple. So it's just deep purples and violets, which I love on that show. Bright colors. And then the opening and closing are both by the same band. I know the opening is called... Ooh, now I don't know the name. It starts with a D. Uh, but it's funny. The name of the band is a goofy name. It's called... Shit, is it Crunchy? Let me look it up. I have it saved. I'll be able to tell you the name. Creepy. It's Creepy Nuts. <laughs> You know, Japanese band, goofy name. But let's see. Let me scroll up to it. It's like Daten, D-A-T-E-N. Sounds very German. Oh, before, hold on. Before I get to that, let me find the fucking second one. If I get, Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Just look up Creepy Nuts. But the, <laughs> the opening and the closing are both by the same guy. Or band, I guess. And it's really good like it has a I don't even know how to describe it it's like I don't know just listen to it you'll like it but also underrated one uh, the opening and closing of Tanya I mean, I, I'm a heavy metal guy so anytime they put heavy metal at a show I'm always like nice but Tanya definitely has a I mean a heavy German influence bro <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's because I've just watched it so many times at this point because I watched it once by myself, once uh, again by myself, and then now with you, uh, Mm -hmm. Gate. I I didn't like it at first, and then it just kind of it's growing on me. I'm liking. I can't remember it. Like I, I might like it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, it's uh, it's just yeah, it's it's not anything memorable, but it's like I said, it's maybe just because I've been hearing it so many times at this point that I'm just like, oh yeah, I like that one a lot. Ooh. Not that I like it, but it's just I could I could tolerate listening to it now. I have a lot actually. Now that I'm looking through my playlist, Date Alive season one and season four, those two open, especially the first one is so iconic to me. Um, and uh. All the openings from Love is War. It's kind of got the 80s city pop vibe to it, but it's a guy. See, it's great. Okay. Uh, when we watch it, you're going to be like, okay, I see why this is good, which is coming soon. We're going to watch that soon. And then I actually have one that I haven't seen the show. It's from Neon Genesis Evangelion. So Cruel Angels Thesis. I've heard this song like through TikTok and shit, mm-hmm. and it's a really sick song. But I've never watched the. We haven't watched the anime yet. We're saving it for Mecha March, right? Maybe that's gotta be another category too, like songs that we've heard on TikTok that actually slap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, I know Inferno from Fire Force is good. I haven't finished that show. I've only seen some of the first season. Uh, the opening and closing for season 
two of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid's good. Uh, I don't know if it counts, but I'm going to throw it in here anyways. The soundtrack to Elden Ring fucking slaps. You were saying that when it came out. You were like, bro, I'm listening to it right now. Because I just went through and I listened to all the boss themes and I was having like PTSD flashbacks being like, oh, that's right. Yeah, any song that could evoke them. Like, that's why I always, if we're going to go on video game soundtracks now, like I've always been one to hype up the Oblivion soundtrack, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That soundtrack to me is something that I just have so many fond memories of my, you know, growing up playing video game type era where it's just it's such classic bangers nonstop where if I'm just going through a peaceful type thing like I, I there's been times where I've cut off the music in Red Dead and I just put Spotify on and I just was listening to like the, the peaceful exploration music from Oblivion going through Red Dead and it's been the best fucking time of my life uh, video game wise I should hide and do that again <laughs> video I will say the best Soundtracks, in my opinion, of any game, Silent Hill. The it just that prog rock opening, the feeling to it, it gets such deep emotion. You know, Silent Hill is all about fucked up people. Mm-hmm. It's basically purgatory, right? So it just invokes such emotion, and that's a game I remember my mom playing back when you know, like PS. Yeah, uh, you know, my very first game I ever played was Resident Evil. And that's why I have a strange fear of Dobermans. <laughs> I remember I'd go through that hallway and the dogs would get me up. What the heck? Uh, I mean, JoJo, Bloody Stream. I'm just looking through all these because I, I save them. Uh, I mean, there's Naruto ones that I know people like, but video game wise, Silent Hill. I will say, uh, Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. The opening and closings, fucking fire. Great song. This one also made you cry, right? The movie, yeah. Yeah. And they're bringing it back. Do they but need to? Is, do you think that ruins it? Like, Well, I don't know, because it's a different title. It's... I don't remember what the new title of it is, so I don't know if it's even with the same characters. But I'm open. Like, if it's good, I mean... I'll always give it a shot. I love that anime. Um, I can't stop the loneliness. I just, I think you said one of like you sent me one, and I sent you back one in return for when it comes to J, J pop music. Could be because I think I either you sent me I can't stop the loneliness. No, I definitely I only sent you uh, remember summer, summer days. Okay. Then I sent you the loneliness one. I know we exchanged City Pop <laughs> songs a while ago. I love them. Well, especially because when I said, I thought, I thought I was just sending it to you because I liked it, but I thought you'd be like, what the fuck are you listening to, you weirdo? Like, I thought that's what I was going to get from the response. And then you were like, bro. And I was like, oh, like it was a good moment. Yeah. Or in our gayness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I'm trying to think of ones. I'm sure I'm going to forget one at like at midnight tonight. But oh, how could I forget that? But Attack on Titan, the opening is when I rewatched the first couple episodes, 
And I heard that. I was like, yeah, that one oh. in particular. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh. To where, because I you know just it wanna... changes midway through the season. But if mm-hmm. I just hear that opener, I like, I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to fight giants. Like I want to fight titans. Like for sure. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah, no, we could go to a different uh, role now. Just right. to end it out before we end out the year on GBS. We did 15 already, right? Okay. Uh, yes. 19. Oh, the most realism one. So which anime had most realistic shit and what you liked about it? It doesn't have to be the total anime, but moments where you're like, ooh. Again, I'm gonna have to be a bitch. Just go a gate. Just having soldiers just shoot the fuck out of these people and them just losing their minds about like what the fuck these magical stabs that spew fire. It's like yeah, no, it's a gun. This is what it does. There's and especially because when you do the research on it, like that's uh, I think I I sent you. It's like a Type sixty four. Uh, it, all based it, off real shit. Yeah, all ba- the realism in that when it comes to like, yeah, fi- bro, it fires a three hundred eight round. So yeah, no wonder why they were putting in the work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just fucking crumpling up those Sousa armors like tin cans, bro. Exactly. So that's um, that's what did it for me. Actually, right the the fifty cal off the helicopter, and you're just like, nice. It was great. Uh, damn, that is tough. I would say I really like the as my favorite aspect of Attack on Titan is the realism of war. Yes, I will say that that one more so over than um, even like the Gate functionality. Yeah, the functionality of Gates there, like that's right, exactly real. that. But they don't have that people die aspect, which Attack on Titan nails so hard. They, I mean, can introduce a character at the start of the episode, tell their story, make you get invested, and then kill them in front of you. Yeah, it's like. It's like having a child, raising it for years, and then they just shoot it in running. Bro, that it's couple, like, that couple that was right in the beginning of one of the uh, of the training arc, they do, and then they graduate. Well, and then like next episode, she's like frantically giving him CPR, and I'm just like, yeah, no, like he's yeah, half his fucking body's gone. <laughs> I'm like, honey, that ain't gonna work. Yeah, and I think she gets eaten too, probably. But that's the, the realism, though. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Try- I like that. You know, I also liked when Mikasa was told Aaron's dead, she like has this moment of like, oh, okay. But also realizes I got to keep fighting. Like I can't just give up. Oh yeah, she, when she's in when she's kind of just like, oh, like she kind of runs herself out, she loses all of her gas cuz she makes that thick-headed fucking decision, oh, I'm just going to charge forth cuz I'm in this suicidal rage. And then it gets to the point where oh, okay, what happens when the suicidal rage ends? And then she thinks about Aaron, and she's like, yeah. "I don't want to die." You know, and her whole reason—well, at least in the sub, her whole reasoning is like, if she dies, she loses all her memories of Aaron. Yep. I always thought that was good, but realism-wise, I really like that. You can really plug in anything. Like, life lessons is great. Yeah, because that's super realistic of just someone going through their daily life. Yeah, but the me- the mentality of him hits a lot of people. Yeah. You, you can relate to him, and you're like, yeah. And then the comedy in it's so good. Like, that's what really keeps you invested. I mean, it's great. 
but realism wise, I would definitely lean more towards Attack of Titan just for the brutality. Yeah, the horrors of war for sure has a beyond anything I've ever seen. Even the beginning parts of Game of Thrones when it was all death happy shit because a lot of characters had their plot armor when they were going to battle type stuff yeah. but it just goes to show you in attack of Titans, like yeah no that's the reality of it you're gonna spend your time in training and i'm gonna have these these great we have to fight you know aaron every time he has his moment where he's standing up with tears in his eyes screaming about how he has to do this for the right reasons of this and that and to get the justice and kill the tight then immediately after the fir- like the first five minutes of the opening battle boom he's eaten type yep. shit like that's reality that's how it goes oh and you found the squeaker you found the squeaky toy. And when you're watching it, you don't know, is this going to be a Mikasa show? Because like, you're like, oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah. You, like I said, I kind of got spoiled, so you, you didn't get the, yeah. I didn't get to go did through too. that whole thing. I did too, but I couldn't imagine if I'm just watching him like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, four episodes in and you kill off the guy who I think is going to be a main character? <laughs> it's getting that part but all right maybe this is a good time to end it folks uh <laughs> all right yeah we'll wrap her squeaker and now she's out to terrorize <sighs> such a brat but happy new year i guess this is the last show from us yeah happy new year everybody thank you for hanging out with us thank you for hanging out with us on monday thank you for just deciding hey you know what i'm gonna pop on these weird boys from gvs and see what they're up to Shout out Dylan and Sam. I know they both got COVID, so hopefully they're feeling better. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Seti and Dom for being great co-hosts on the regular podcast and all of our guests that we had this year so far, like 1056 for the beer podcast. Uh, my boys, uh, shout out to Goose for coming on. Shout out to my buddy Mike. Shout out to, let's see, who else? I think that was it. That was pretty much all the expansive guests. Oh, Joe. Can't forget we had Joe on. Uh, you know, just feel, just, just thank you, everybody. Thank you for putting in your time, putting in your, because that's that's really it. You know, the, the what you're giving to us, you're giving us your time, and that's all we ask for. So, if you get anything out of it, great. If you don't, eh, hopefully you get some laughs. According to government, that's for seven twenty-five an hour. So, thank you. All right. Yeah, Mabel says thank you to everybody. <laughs> So, so yeah, she she does get pretty malicious with that. Where she's like, yeah, no, fuck you. This is my time. But yeah. we love you guys. We'll see you the next year. Deuces. Peace.